One of my favorite ways to unwind is by playing a game on my phone while I relax on the couch. And June's Journey is my new favorite as it combines several of my favorite things, finding hidden items, decor and design, and solving a murder. In June's Journey, you dive into June's captivating quest to uncover a scandalous hidden family secret while discovering the truth behind the unexplained death of her sister. As you uncover clues, you also get to build your own island estate with expansive gardens and beautiful buildings. You get to collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. You get to chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. You'll even get the chance to play in a detective league to put your skills to the test. So can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. This episode contains adult themes and is not appropriate for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. is they will kill a true crime podcast i am courtney eck and i'm sadie eck and it's sadie's day slash night depending on where you live in the world and what time you're tuning in to listen to us tell you something truly terrible and what a truly terrible thing are we telling them today Sadie? oh it is truly terrible this is the baffling murder of gannon stouch this is one of those cases that i just cannot believe hasn't been covered more. Mm. I think it was really popular. I mean, popular, I hate to use that word, but it was very well known at the time when it was happening. And it came across my radar and I started looking into doing a story on it. Not a lot of podcasts have covered it. There's no like datelines, 48 hours. And I'm shocked. Yeah. The timeline is a little bit tricky to piece together. And so just you can help court if it seems a little confusing. Nope, you're on your own. Look, (laughs) let's get weird. Yeah, let's do it. So just after 3 p.m. on January 27th, 2020, 11-year-old Gannon Stouch left his home in Colorado Springs, Colorado to walk to a friend's house. So this is very recent. Very recent. His stepmom, 36-year-old Letitia Stouch, was home at the time working out when Gannon asked her if he could leave. Gannon, who was in the fifth grade at Grand Mountain Elementary, hadn't been feeling well the night before and stayed home from school that day. Letitia thought he was feeling better and told Gannon he could hang with his friend, but only for a little while. She told Gannon to come home by 6 p.m. for dinner. He agreed, grabbed his Nintendo Switch, which was his prized possession, said goodbye and left. Letitia would later tell police when Gannon wasn't home by 6.30 p.m., she started to worry. She called Gannon's phone but realized he left it at home, and so she did a quick search of the neighborhood but found no sign of him. Letitia called 911 just before 7 p.m. to report her stepson missing. The dispatcher didn't seem very worried about the boy and told Letitia to call the non-emergency number for help. Uh, why are we still doing this in the 2020s, no. y'all? God. No. Letitia did as she was told, and it took officers three hours to arrive to take a report for the missing 11-year-old. Oh, my God. My heart. No. 
Police would later say the initial report came into them as a runaway, not a missing child, so it didn't trigger the urgency it normally would. Which doesn't, I mean, he's 11. Yeah. Even if he's running away, that should still trigger some urgency. Yes. He's 11. Yes, you need it's to not find like he's an 11-year-old out on the Got prowl. money and, like, knows how to drive or can, like... Yeah. And it's January in Colorado. Oh, my God. Anyway, it's just not... Okay. No. So Gannon Stouch was born on September 29th, 2008 to his mom, Landon, and his dad, Al. Gannon came into this world three months early. Wow. And only weighed one pound, six ounces at birth. My God. Little fighter baby. baby. Fighter. Yes. His parents were told by doctors that he only had a 10% chance of survival. I'm honestly surprised it's that high at one pound. Yeah. Yeah. And if he did survive, he would be, quote, profoundly disabled for the rest of his life. Despite these odds, Gannon didn't just survive. He thrived. As he grew, he started hitting all of his milestones. And when he was old enough to start school, he quickly stood out as one of the smartest kids in his class. Get it, buddy. While in the fifth grade, he found a love and talent for computer coding. Wow. Wow. Is like not, I've seen plenty of computer code in my life, but oh my God. I I was trying to code with your son a a cartoon Uh the other day that is designed for children to learn coding. Mm Mm-hmm. And I could get the drum and the guitar to move from <laughs> one side of the screen to the other and say, hey, have you heard this song? And the other one say, no, let's rock. Right. But that's <laughs> that it. it. I could not get any further with the children's coding program designed for children. Right. So good for Gannon. The <laughs> point here Gannon. is good for Gannon yes, because exactly. it's, not, it's not easy. Yes. In fact, he learned so quickly, his teachers realized he had surpassed their knowledge for computer coding and could no longer teach him anything new. And in the fifth grade. Amazing. Yep. Soon he was the one teaching them. Friends and family described Gannon as energetic and warm, the type of kid who made friends easily and always had a, quote, strong moral compass. The pictures available of the 11-year-old show a young boy with a bright and cheerful smile the kind of kid you want your kids to be friends with. Mm-hmm. Gannon had a younger sister that he loved. She called her big brother Bubba, while he gave her the nickname, quote, Buggy Butt Cheeks. <laughs> God. Oh. oh, my God. Buggy Butt Cheeks. Unbelievable. Gannon's dad was in the military when he was little, and they moved often. This made the relationship between Al and Landon difficult, and the two eventually would divorce. After this, Gannon and his sister stuck close together, knowing they would always have each other to count on. When Al met Letitia, they were playing on a co-ed softball team together. Letitia had a daughter of her own who was 11 years old when they met, and the two hit it off. They dated for a year before getting married in 2014, when Gannon was just six years old. Letitia was a teaching assistant for the local school district and was known to be good with kids. Al got primary custody of Gannon and his little sister in 2017, and the blended family did their best to get along and find common ground. It wasn't always easy, but by all accounts, they made it work. Mm -hmm. When authorities arrived, Letitia explained what happened and allowed them to do a quick search of the house. 
She told authorities that she was the primary caregiver in the house that day because Al was out of the state training with the National Guard. Police described Letitia as very calm and helpful and told them she wasn't sure exactly which friend Gannon had planned to see that day, but had searched the neighborhood herself and sent her 17-year-old daughter to the nearby park to see if he was there before calling 911. I'm going to play some of the audio from the police body cam footage for you from that night. I'm gonna, I'll play that for you now. I've already pretty much done a lot of the work. Yeah, there's a ton of them out there. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we can get so. posts and pictures, and we did find someone did send us a, a video picture or something, and he was taking us holding a switch case. Like what? Like his Switch, like Nintendo Switch. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Not like a Switch. Oh, uh, right. <laughs> uh, like, so they've all been trying to be very, like, helpful and in the whole situation because we've been... So he was supposed to be here at 6 o'clock because we were going to eat dinner. And uh, he said he's, he's off restriction today. So he was going to go play with his friend. And his dad there told him he could play with his friend. And... Um, he didn't come back at six, so I thought, I looked outside and saw it was sleeting, you know, so I said, well, maybe he's waiting on us to come get him, mm-hmm. you know, so we drive to the neighbor's house, which I'm assuming he's at the neighbor's on the corner's house, and they're like, uh, no, he's not here, so I was like, okay, maybe it's only other one other person, so they kept leading us on all this chase of people who it could be, mm-hmm. we covered a lot of houses, and at this point, the neighbors all stepped in and kind of went to the houses ourselves, and she, because they told me to wait here, and she went to a bunch. Okay. But... Oh, uh, sorry, I didn't, like, freak out the whole time. To add to it, I'm, I'm almost positive he is with someone that he knows mm-hmm. because he searched on his phone, can my parents find me if my iPhone is, or if my phone is off. Mm-hmm. Um, he also, and I'll let you look at this, sent my husband some crazy stuff that was like, um, so he sent my husband a message that says, do we have any bath salt? And then my husband said for a while, ask me. And then, because my husband didn't think, you know, like what... So during this time, Letitia also told deputies that night about a strange incident that happened the night before. She said that Gannon accidentally burned himself when he knocked over a lit candle in his bedroom. Letitia was also burned when she went to put the fire out, but no one was seriously hurt. Hmm. She said afterward, when she told Al what happened via text message, he decided to take Gannon's Nintendo Switch away for the rest of the night as punishment. She wondered if maybe that's why Gannon hadn't returned home. Mm-hmm. After doing a search of the neighborhood, they told Letitia Gannon would most likely come back on his own overnight, but to call them either way. At first, Gannon was listed as a runaway, but as the details of his disappearance started to unfold, they switched Gannon's case to a missing and an endangered child. As word spread of Gannon's disappearance, a tip line was set up by police and they were quickly inundated with calls and emails. They also received two separate ransom emails demanding Bitcoin in exchange for Gannon's safe return, but these were quickly ruled as a hoax. Mm -hmm. So the day after Gannon went missing, Al rushed home to be with his family and to help search for his son. He told police that he and Letitia had texted some on the morning that Gannon disappeared, and Letitia told him that Gannon had been up most of the night with a stomach bug. She had decided to keep him home from school and that she would come up with an excuse to miss work and stay home with him. Al said that Letitia was a good stepmom and had never been violent with any of her kids. They had their normal ups and downs, but nothing that worried him. 
He had no reason to think that she would hurt Gannon and told them he would never leave his children with someone he didn't trust, let alone marry them. Police found photos and videos of Gannon on Letitia's phone from the early part of January 27th. He was at home with her and very much alive. Why did she take video of him? And he was asleep in some of that video. Continue. Mm. I won't start speculating too early, but there's so many things, so many things going off in my brain. So police questioned Letitia again the day after Gannon went missing and noticed that Letitia's story started to change. Mm -hmm. She still couldn't remember which friend Gannon had gotten to hang out with or give them the names of any of his friends in the neighborhood. No. When they questioned Gannon's younger sister, she told them that she went to school that morning and when she came home around 3.15 that afternoon, Letitia told her that Gannon still wasn't feeling well and was asleep upstairs in his sister's bed. And Gannon's, just for reference, Gannon's bed, bedroom was down in the finished basement. Mm -hmm. Letitia told her not to bother him and to go outside and play. Mm -hmm. She did as she was told. She told authorities she never saw her brother that afternoon, and Letitia never mentioned him going to a friend's house. Police knew that Letitia's 17-year-old daughter had been at work that day until about 5 p.m., Home security cameras showed her arriving home, but only to pick up Gannon's little sister before driving away. They would later find text messages between Letitia and her oldest daughter, asking her to run to the store and pick up some things. On the list were carpet cleaning supplies, <gasps> baking soda, <gasps> and trash bags. Oh, come on. You guys, come on. <sighs> okay. It didn't take long for police to suspect that Letitia wasn't telling them the full story. Despite multiple home security cameras in their neighborhood, including ones that showed the Stouch's house, they couldn't find any evidence that Gannon had left the house that afternoon. On January 29th, detectives asked to stop by the house to talk to Letitia, but she said she didn't want them to come over. <laughs> she agreed to stop by the station at 10 a.m., but didn't show up until noon. Uh, uh. They tried and tried and tried to get a hold of her too. And that like when she didn't come at 10, they were like, we really need you to come. And she kept like not answering or making up weird excuses oh and God, just like super dude. evasive. Oh yeah. my God. When she sat down to talk, detectives saw that she had handwritten notes with the timeline of events. Uh -huh. They also said this was super unusual that like nobody they'd ever interviewed before had come with like at, you know, a.m. I had breakfast or whatever. No. <laughs> like, well, it was yesterday. It was yesterday. Right. It was two, yeah. Yes. Uh, I think maybe two days after now, by now, but still like Regardless. 48 hours. Yeah. Yes. You can remember what happened, especially once you realize that your stepson is missing. Your shit's real clear at that point. Yes. You know whose yes. house he went to. You know everything that happened. Mm -hmm. We don't and need she a was, accounting yeah. of the cereal you ate in the morning. No, she was a uh, an assistant at the time, but she had been a, a full on like you know lead teacher years. She she was familiar with kids and like you know not an unfit parent right. before. You know like yeah, you Somebody, would know what you were doing. You would know how to figure out. You know, like you would have your kid would take his phone with him to his friend's house. Like anyway, yeah, yeah. 
when she and started. And also he's not <laughs> dumping over a candle and burning himself and then you're coming in and burning yourself on the burning mm-hmm. candle that's already put out because it got dumped over, etc. Yeah. You know? Yep. I think the candle thing happened, but it was an important part of her story mm-hmm. for him to be a runaway. Uh-huh. Because he loved his Nintendo Switch or whatever. Right. But you didn't know, she so. say that he she had just gotten off of restriction, though? Yeah. So she that, gave so him his Switch. Nintendo back. And, and then, he, yeah, she was like, he ran away because he got it back. I don't, I don't know. Right. None of it so that sense. doesn't also doesn't add up. So no. had he, he would have run away sooner, but she said he was off of restriction. He asked me if he could go to his friend's house with his Switch. He took his Switch to his friend's house. Mm-hmm. And then she claims he ran away because his dad put him on restriction from his switch after the candle mm-hmm. incident. Right. In yeah. which she was also burned, et cetera. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. So when she started to talk to police this time, her story completely changed. Oh, God. Oh. During the interview, she said that a Hispanic man named Eduardo broke into their house, raped her at gunpoint, and then took Gannon. You've heard the yeah. body cam footage. Does she yeah. sound like a woman who was attacked, raped, and then the kid was kidnapped? Well, and I was going to say, some people get nervous around law enforcement and they want to be cooperative and maintaining kind of a casual tone, hoping beyond hope that what is happening isn't actually happening or whatever. Sure. So I don't want to jump too fast if I'm just basing it on simply the body cam footage. Absolutely. But yes, it sounded exceedingly casual Mm -hmm. sounded like she was having a conversation with somebody in a grocery store not talking to the police about her missing stepson in january in colorado right so she explained that she and gannon had been out running errands that day and got home around 2 30 p.m when they got inside she said a man was waiting for them in gannon's bedroom He attacked her and held her at gunpoint, but when Gannon's little sister arrived home a few minutes later, he allowed Letitia to go upstairs and tell her to go outside and play. Mm -mm. She did as she was told and then went back to the basement. She then claimed that she was raped for an hour and that Gannon tried to fight the man off, but had been knocked out by the man. Wow. Mm -hmm. Letitia also claimed that she had been knocked out twice during the attack and that the man had demanded that she give him a suitcase and a large box. Ooh. She gave him the, a large brown suitcase, and then he tried to rape her again, but she hit her head and passed out. Wow. When, when she woke up to find Gannon gone, she assumed that the man had taken him. After she was sure the man was gone, she cleaned up the scene of the crime, asked her older daughter to pick up some cleaning supplies, and then called police three hours after she was supposedly raped and Gannon was abducted. Oh, naturally. I'm right? Mean, so this is what you do when these things 100%. happen. You clean up the crime scene of your own crime yes, before you call won't. authorities. And you definitely don't want to leave any evidence or DNA that could potentially lead to the safe return of your stepson and the imprisonment of your alleged rapist. Rapist, right. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Naturally. Yeah. So police were like, okay, sure. Yes. That makes well, complete you know what? That explains sense. It all. That explains and, it all. I'm so <laughs> glad you cleared it up. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Now we, we've got something to work with here. Uh, they offered her a ride to the hospital to have a rape kit performed and Letitia declined, which made authorities even more suspicious. 
After looking at surveillance footage from the neighbor's house across the street, they were able to confirm that no stranger had approached their house on the day of Gannon's disappearance and ruled out this version of events. They also had a ADT security system. And so in that hour where she says she was being raped and attacked in the basement, the back door opened 10 times. They could see Gannon's younger sister out riding her bike in front of the house. So she wasn't in the house. And so somebody was coming in and out of the back door 10 times mm-hmm. during mm-hmm. this time when Letitia claimed she was now suddenly raped. Mm-hmm. Well, that was Aguardo's friend, Lontricio, <laughs> who was coming in and out of the house. Lordy, Lordy help us. Please help me. So they were obviously highly suspicious of Letitia, oh. but didn't have enough evidence to arrest her and still hoped at this point Gannon would be found alive. After this interview, Letitia stopped cooperating with police and wouldn't answer any more of their questions. What is Al doing this whole time? He's, Al, Al, right? yeah, yeah. And that's a lot of what I had. We were, well, he'll come back into the, the picture here in a minute, but that was part of what I'm having trouble with this case is like putting everybody's timeline together in mm-hmm. a like easy way to understand because mm-hmm. the case clearly blows up so fast. So yeah. you have this one story of what happened that story keeps changing what really happened is sort of what we'll get to eventually yeah but the way around like Letitia did everything she could to make it very confusing messy that's sort of what I had a hard time piecing together but Al does he's like hanging out and really worried about his son yeah and trying to help find him I do remember the headlines from this case I didn't read anything about it but I do remember this Yes. popping up and just reading four sentences and being like, wow, that's bullshit. And then mm-hmm. moving on with my life. Yeah. So I'm, yes. glad to, I'm glad to be learning about this absolute chaos maker. That is Letitia. Yes. Yeah. So after this interview, Oh, I already said that. So she, yeah, she's not cooperating any longer. Rumors started to circulate around Colorado Springs and the public started to have their suspicions about Letitia as well. Rumors started to take off on social media on February 3rd, 2020, one week after Gannon went missing, Letitia did an interview with a local CBS affiliate, KKTV, where she addressed those rumors by saying, quote, I took care of Gannon for the last two years in our home. I would never, never hurt this child. And I know there are some questions out there. That's up to inv- the investigations. Yeah, that's what she said. That's up to the investigations when mm-hmm. they end up letting you guys know, but I've cooperated with them. We are going to find Gannon, and that's the main goal that we all have. I'm just ready for Gannon to come home. By this point, yeah, by this point, the FBI child abduction rapid deployment and the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children had come in to help the Colorado Springs Police Department in their investigation. The same day, Al told police on the day he returned to help look for Gannon, Letitia had been the one to pick him up from the airport. When she arrived, she was driving a rental car. He thought that this was strange and asked her where their new Volkswagen was that they had recently started leasing. She told him she didn't want to put too many miles on it and was worried about going over the amount allowed on their lease agreement. Oh, oh my God. Uh Uh-huh. Her son hasn't, her stepson, his son, hasn't been missing more than 24 hours at this point. And she's she's worried about the lease agreement. Listen, I have driven out of a lease. It sucks. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> I get it. 
sure. But in the whatever twenty four months that we had a lease, I never once thought about it for more than four seconds and then moved on with my day because what mm-hmm. are you going to do? You just pay the penalty and yeah. buy the car and move on, which is what we right. did. Yes. Yeah. You don't rent a car for $500. Yeah. God. Well, and the police <gasps> noted that the rental car was only driven like 70 miles total before she returned it. Oh my God. Yeah. But so this is what she says to Al, who, uh, whose son is missing and he's frantic. Out. Yeah. Pass because out. his darling, sweet 11 year old child is gone. And he, here he is with Letitia, who's like, I'm got to worry about the lease agreement. Oh my God. I would be pissed if Laura did that under any circumstances, really. You know what I mean? I'd be like, that's weird. Don't do that. Yeah, that's so expensive. Don't. Yeah, don't don't do that. that. No. And we have other things to spend that money on and to worry about than. Yes. Like, oh my God. Uh, Okay. Anyway, I'm sorry. I will latch onto that point forever. Yeah, because it's so ridiculous. So she told Al that she parked it near one of the elementary schools near their house. Which oh, none of, I mean, none of this makes sense, but we're going to just go with it. Okay. Yep. So she, she just parked it. I don't know how she got to the car rental, but it doesn't matter. Yep. Al drove around the school looking for the car, but never found it. Oh my God. Authorities looked into the rental and found that Leticia had driven the Volkswagen to the airport, parked it in short-term parking, and then rented a car. She returned the rental to the airport later that day and left in the Volkswagen. During her third interview, police had a search warrant. So that was, I think, the interview where she's admitting to the rape and were able to seize Letitia's phone to search for the phone data. Her phone showed that she was an avid user of social media and would spend more than 10 hours a day on Facebook alone. My God. That will just... I. Uh, I mean, on Facebook alone, 10 hours? I could easily spend 10 hours on TikTok. That wouldn't TikTok, be a problem. TikTok, easy. But that's like just doing the work for you. Like, what are you doing? I don't... Yeah, what is there to look at on There's nothing to Facebook do on Facebook for 10, for 10 hours. No. Not in 2020. Maybe and in maybe 20, in, 2008. This wasn't even... And this was right before the lockdown, like right before yeah. COVID lockdown. And so it wasn't even like she was in isolation at this yeah. point, you know? She's not a well woman. I think what we're determining is she's not a very well woman. Yes. So authorities found it interesting that the day Gannon had disappeared, she left her phone on airplane mode for hours. Oh, my God. And didn't turn it back on until after 7 p.m. when she called 911. I'm just they, mad now that she's this bad at being a criminal. Like, I'm oh, actually, get, it just gets worse. And I'm worse actually bad at her for being so bad at this. Yes. With so many, you should be on true crime Facebook pages learning about how to commit a crime because <laughs> this is not how you do it. This is basically the the masterclass in what not to do. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's bad. I mean, it really is baffling why, yeah. you know, and we're going to, I'm going to get you all set up here on what happened before, you know, like, and then Ugh. we're going to talk about who she is next uh, next week, we'll talk about who she is, why she did it, the trial, what they found. But it just like every time I read a new article, I'm like, oh my god, what was she doing? Like it just, it, I don't want to give it away, but it's just like, oh my god, and this poor darling child. Yeah. Imagine like you're just you're the fate of your, you are going to die because this really dumb, insane person is your stepmother. Yes. 
And there's just, no indication really that she was that way before she then decides to kill her stepchild. Chilling. That is chilling. This whole thing is chilling. Yes. I don't even know anything that's happened at all or her motivation or anything, and I'm chilled to the bone. Yes. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So they found text messages between Letitia and Al on the morning of the 27th, so the day that Gannon went missing, uh, talking about how Gannon wasn't feeling well. Mm-hmm. Letitia told Al that she would stay home, you remember, with yep. Gannon that day, and that she would make up an excuse to miss work. To start videotaping you want him while to sleeping. <laughs> yes, to prove that he was asleep and at home. Yeah. The excuse she came up with, Courtney? Let me see. Give me one sec. She had to feed a horse. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> All these horses I got to feed. I can't make it in today. I got to feed a bunch of horses. <laughs> right. What? So she texts her boss, who's a vice principal at a, at a school, at 4.30 a.m., and said that her stepfather had died after being hit by a car while on a walk. That's cool, man. That is good. That is good. Like, what? what the fuck, dude? Of all of the things you could say. Not yeah. like I sprained my ankle or my kid sprained his ankle. Or my kid or, is shitting himself. Like, he's or so I'm sick. sick I'm so, or anything. Yes. Literally anything. Anything. I have to feed a bunch of horses. Right. Super important. These horses are super hungry. Right. I don't, there's no one else to feed these horses. I promise you. I know it's strange circumstances, but (laughs) my stepfather was hit by a car and died. Yeah. Yes. Taken a like that's gonna, you're gonna have to follow up on that thing. Like you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna have to be in mourning now. You're gonna have to like be sad and have There's gonna be an investigation. There's gonna be like, this is gonna be in the newspaper. Yeah. If something like that happens to somebody, it doesn't just like, oh, you know, grandpa yeah. died of old age. I got right. you know, My even then had a that's heart still, attack or a stroke yeah. or anything. No. He was no. out feeding a bunch of horses and <laughs> got trampled to no. death. The horses there's no horse investigation. Right. I mean, and not that it matters, but the police asked Letitia's brother and he was like, Yeah, our stepdad died in two thousand six. I mean of course I mean, of course he didn't die that day. Anyway, just come on, man. So they Wild. found loads and loads of Google searches for terms like, quote, I'm doing all the work for my stepkids and their mom doesn't help. If you aren't involved in your kid's life, you are shitty. What? Why my husband should pick me over his family. What? Mm-hmm. Find a rich guy who will pay me to take care of his kids. <laughs> Find what? a new husband. Yeah, these are all things that she's Google. These searching. aren't even Google searches. This isn't I even know. like you're just like having an internal monologue with the internet. Yes, and I just picked you're not up your searching my for anything, right? Holy I know. Jesus! Yeah, the uh, if entire police affidavit is available online, mm-hmm. and I've read through all of it. And they have—I mean, it's like a whole huge page list Ugh. of internet searches and I really I couldn't just sit here and list them all yeah and so this really is just like my my personal favorite of her 
crazy ass internet searches. Wow. But yeah, she's like talking to Google like it's going to be your matchmaker. So find a rich guy who will pay me to take care of his kids. <laughs> Google, uh-huh. please. Uh, find a new husband. Sent my husband sexual messages and he ignores them. What? And find me a new husband book. <laughs> what? <laughs> There's got to be a book out there to help you tell tell you how to find a new husband, right? It's called Bumble. I don't. What <laughs> is happening? I don't know. Getting closer to Gannon's disappearance, she searched, quote, find a guy without kids. Mm. That is so strange. This is so mm-hmm. strange. Mm-hmm. So at this point in the investigation, Letitia and her 17-year-old daughter rented a U-Haul, packed up their belongings, and moved oh out God. of their ho- home in Colorado Springs. The poor kid. I the know. Poor daughter. Going against the suggestion of authorities, they started driving to South Carolina, where they had previously lived. Mm-mm. Because police first thought Gannon had run away, they hadn't closed off the house or treated it as a crime scene, and the family had been allowed to stay at their house in the days after Gannon went missing. Police had been in and out, but it took them a few days to go in and do a search for forensic evidence. And this is another part that the timeline, like some things I read is one way and then like the police affidavit is another. It's still not super clear when they found what. I do believe that they, I know the initial time, like the very first time the police went in that night, they did a, you know, they just like walked through the house. They went down into Gannon's bedroom. They didn't find anything that suggested a crime scene. Mm -hmm. And so they left. And, but I think in the next few days, especially as her story became more unbelievable, they did start to get more like search warrants for the house, but it was never closed off as a crime scene until right. later. When they did go in with a forensic team, they found a tremendous amount of blood evidence that had been cleaned up. Nobody's, nobody is surprised. Nobody. Yep. So very little was visible by the naked eye, but tests would show blood in Gannon's bedroom, including blood spatter on the walls, soaked into his mattress, and a large pool that had soaked through the carpet and padding into the cement floor below. Oh my God, that poor, poor, poor kid. It's a poor baby. What the... Ugh. I know, dude. I just... I just, and I, I, I don't, I always, it's hard for me not to bring it back to my own kids, right? But yep. my eight-year-old, eight who's almost nine, Mm-mm. is at the one of the best ages so far that I've experienced. And it, probably I feel that, I mean, not really. I Like my five-year-old, I no, love him, but five is not great for me. It's a harder <laughs> age. And I remember feeling the same way with my oldest, but eight, nine has been so yummy like so he yummy. is just such a sweetheart and i can i think that like 8 9 i could see 10 and 11 all being really sweet years before they become more teenagers yeah. right like leading up to that totally and so the thought of what happened to gannon is just like no. there's no child at any age that deserves obviously that deserves what he went through but the amount of monster that yeah. it would take to do what she did to him is just yeah. I can't 
I, it goes I don't. so far beyond. It's not. It's not mental illness. It's not. No. It's just that is just pure chaos. And if there is an evil, that's that is it. They found more blood in the hallway leading to the utility room and stairs, and then on the stairwell, there was even more blood in the garage and the trunk of Letitia's car. Jesus God. At this point, authorities believed that Gannon's remains didn't need to be found in order for them to make an arrest, and they knew they had enough evidence to arrest Letitia Stouch. My God. They charged her with the first-degree murder of a child under 12 by a person in the position of trust, and on March 2nd, she was extradited from South Carolina back to Colorado to stand trial. 18 days later... On March 20th, 2020, so we are just like right Oh, man. Up. Yeah, yeah. Like this is all Shit's coming right up down. against COVID. Yeah. Wow. The authorities announced that the remains of Gannon had finally been found. Three days earlier, a bridge inspector noticed a large green suitcase in Pace, Florida, under the Escambia River Bridge. He decided to go check it out, and when he picked it up, he thought it was very heavy. When he opened the suitcase, he saw, quote, two little feet with football socks Mm-mm. and knew Did it was human remains. that little baby with her to South Carolina? Did she put that little baby in the fucking U-Haul? Mm-hmm. And that is where we're going to leave it. Well, guess what? Dude, whatever broke in her brain just broke in my brain. So it's like some kind of crazy disease that you hear about this case and it makes your brain break. And then maybe I'm now a murderer because that is insane. This is insane. It's this insane. is insane. She is dem- she is possessed. Yes. And my I'm sorry to make God. it two parts, but there is so much more to cover that comes out during the trial and like why and what the defense is and God. what happened to Gannon. And like it, it, I cannot believe this isn't, I don't know how it, I don't think it got missed. I think people very much were paying attention. But the yeah. fact that like I could not find a single thing to help me piece together the timeline of exactly what happened when. And that Dateline had didn't like immediately make a show yeah. about it, or you know, and maybe it's because all of it was unfolding during COVID, like early COVID. I don't know, but I, dude, like poor, I, uh, uh, poor, poor Gannon. Oh my God, this poor child, and his family, and his sister, and his dad, and like, uh, 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 I there must have been an exorcism in the trial. Like I, this is. What the fuck, dude? Yeah, dude. I'm like, yeah, God, man, <laughs> God. How do, how, how do things keep shocking me? And worse I, and more. Like, how is that possible? This is shocking. This is chilling. This is insane. Yes. I really am insane now. Yeah, you should be. I am. Ugh. I've been living in this, like, chaos of how is this that possible is wild how did you find this case i mean i do remember this case i definitely remember it but yeah i think that it, i don't remember i it, i feel like somebody maybe had recommended it a long time ago read it i don't know but yeah. it just kind of popped up on my radar and i assumed that it had already been covered a lot yeah and then i started to look into it and i was like oh no 
barely covered. I think Military Murders podcast has covered it. Mm-hmm. Very few podcasts. I mean, just really. That is wild, dude. I don't know. Like, yeah, not wait to hear the rest of it. I, I mean, mm-hmm. it's probably better that it's a two-parter because I don't think my nervous system can handle much more, but. Everybody, like, get some sage, get some sort of protective spells or something together. Pray to God that we all don't just go completely insane next week when we hear the conclusion (laughs) of that one, because I don't know. I don't really know what to say about that. That I have a lot to process. We all have a lot to process. And I, yeah. Yeah. Wow. we're going to skip name time this week only because we're running a little behind and we're also- Wait, are we skipping name time? Or I'm we sorry, we're going to skip shout uh, shouty-outies this week because I'm very, this is my very, very busy week, but I will shouty-outie one Patreon supporter only because I want to, to uh, illustrate that it pays to be a Patreon supporter because our dear, dear Dagny, who is a Patreon supporter and listener, I- was recently looking at a Mother's Day post that I posted for Mother's Day, and Dagny had liked it. And A, this is a segue into name time because there is no cuter name than Dagny. So I clicked on it because I was like, oh yeah, Dagny I think lives close by. And who is this cute Dagny person who also came to our Patreon party? And Dagny lives in Chicago. Um, I also had been needing a wardrobe stylist for the movie that I'm shooting starting Friday of this week. So that's why things are a little tight. But Dagny turns out is a wardrobe stylist and costumer. <laughs> so crazy. So I had been stalling on hiring someone. So I reached out to Dagny and I said, Yo, are you a you're a wardrobe stylist? WTF. I did not know that. And she said, Yes, in fact I am. And so I said, Would you like to help me with this movie I'm working on? And she said, Yes, in fact I would. So <laughs> that's amazing. I know. So it literally pays to be a Patreon supporter sometime because I am paying Dagny to help me with my movie. It has been an absolute delight to work together. And Dagny is coming over today to drop off the wardrobe that she has pulled together for the shoot. Yep, and we'll be on set this coming Monday. So exciting. uh, Thank you, Dagny. Thank you, Dagny. Thank you to all of our... Mike, seriously, wardrobe yes. specialist. What is yes, she, what is, is yes, wardrobe called? specialist. <laughs> um, so, thank you to all of our Patreon yes. supporters. We will do shouty outies next time, and in the meantime, go over there, sign up, and I might hire you for something. <laughs> yeah, you could be my wardrobe specialist. <laughs> uh, but I do have name time. So we'll get through some name time, and then we will move on with our days, and then we will be back next week to destroy your world and your life. Yep. Either through our personalities or through the conclusion of the story, Sadie just told. Or both. Or both. Yeah. It's name time. So somebody was watching a history documentary on segregation. One of the guests' name was Peaches Little John Wynn. Whoa. A company that somebody used to work for, there was a manager named Dusty Dollar. <laughs> <laughs> that's how, that's, that. well, no, I, my dollars don't sit around long enough to get dusty. Hell no, man. Those things are flying right out of my wallet. Mm-hmm. 
somebody has a coworker, somebody's husband has a coworker named with the last name Bra Bender. <laughs> Don't bend my bra. Vanderson motherfucking Anderson. Vanderson Anderson. Vanderson what? Anderson. Vanderson Anderson. I just I know I if your Never brain wasn't broken man. by today's story, you will be broken by the fact that somebody's out there with the perfect name, Vanderson Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> BJ Worthy! Yes! Wait, that's a name? Or that, yes, that name is BJ name. Worthy? <laughs> that name is BJ Worthy. Vanderson it is, but Anderson there's also... Is, but- <laughs> Oh my yes, God. <laughs> but there's also the actual name BJ Worthy. Holy shit. <laughs> Terry Terrell. <laughs> Nikki Dinky. <laughs> Barry Shit Peas. <laughs> oh my God, you're killing me. <laughs> Barry Shit Peas. Barry Shit Peas. How do you spell shit peas? Sh- shit peas. One wow. word, shit peas. Wow. Yeah, I'm just probably shit. I don't. I can't. Cannot think of any other way to say No. No shit Shit piece. Very shit piece. (laughs) There's no other. There's no other pronunciation. Urban comes. (laughs) Our cousins. Hi, Marilyn. Hi, Keith. Hey. They're beautiful, beautiful sons. We spent this past weekend with, and they are brilliant and beautiful people. We're telling me about these doctors that they grew up with. Doctor Die. And Dr. Slaughter. Oh, no. And they just mentioned that very casually in conversation. Yeah, Dr. Die and then something, something, Dr. Slaughter. What? Yes. Dorothy, Dorothy. (laughs) (laughs) D-O-R-O-T-H-Y, D-O-R-A-T-H-Y. Dorothy, Dorothy. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. Uh, That's someone's sister-in-law, Dorothy, Dorothy. Wow. Did she marry into the Dorothys? Do we know? Don't know. Doesn't matter. Um, no, but also our cousins Francis and Christian. Their grandfather's name. So their last name is Adams now, but their grandfather's original name was Basil Adam and Chuck. They shortened it to Adams. <laughs> uh, uh, Basil's Adam a great and name. Chuck. Basil is a great name. Rob Dubank for real. Someone named Rob Dubank. Wow. Fadgley Dork. <laughs> no. Dr. Asthma Butt. <laughs> Crystal Methany. Oh. And Crystal Methven. <laughs> Dr. Joel Rolo hyphen coaster. No. Nut Rasman. <laughs> Jacob Fugger. <laughs> Christian Guy. <laughs> Peter Boners. I can't believe no one's come up with Peter Boners from Friends. Remember from Friends? Boners with a Z. Watch the Friends credits. Peter Boners. Oh. I mean, I've watched so many Friends. I know. Peter Boners. I never noticed that. Lord Brain. (laughs) (laughs) Bezow Doodoo Zoppity Bop Bop Bop. I'm going to assume that Bezow Doodoo Zoppity Bop 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 gave themselves that own name, but yeah, it was on a arrest record. Bezow doo-doo zappity bop bop bop. Wow. Love some jazz. He loves some something. <laughs> Matthew some Correspondent. Meth- Guess methany what? 
crystal methany. <laughs> crystal methany. Crystal methany. Yes, correct. <laughs> if you saw his mugshot, yes, that is correct. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what job Matthew correspondent has? Uh, correspond like a news correct. anchor. Correct. Matthew yes. correspondent is a news correspondent. Sue you, which is should be my name. <laughs> Not too late you. to change it. <laughs> Richard Funk. Phyllis Stallnacker, weed head, comma, tramp. That's what her, uh, what? it was like a turn of the century oh mugshot. Phyllis Stallnacker, weed head, comma, tramp. That's amazing. <laughs> That's your name. I'm Sue yes. Yu and you're Phyllis Stallnacker, weed head, comma, tramp. <laughs> and not, last but not least, Harold Ball Itch, the second MD. <laughs> Hard to believe some of these amazing names no. are true. And I those uh, a lot of those last ones came from one Facebook post from a listener. And God bless America. You guys. And there was like photo evidence. I always look them up if they seem too good to be true or like fake or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But oh listen, all you Vanderson Andersons, if you want to spend more time with us, you can always find us on Facebook, Instagram. TikTok or YouTube at They Will Kill. You can go to our website, theywillkill.com. You can email us at theywillkillpodcast at gmail.com. You can rate, review, and subscribe. Yes, please. We got a, a really a nice, inter- or nice interview. Got a nice review this past week. and yeah. But I got mixed up and their username was something. Did you see that? Their username mm-hmm. on Apple was something. Let me look it up real quick. I just saw one that was like, I love this podcast. Yeah, that's point. the one. And it, but it, what I read was, here, it's coming, loading slowly. <laughs> and I think their, yeah, their username is yeah. awesome app for diabetics. <laughs> and so I thought that was the review. And I was like, mm-hmm, okay. I know. You know what? <laughs> Thanks. I'll control your blood sugar. I'll keep your blood sugar regulated. Sure. Yeah, why not? No, it's, yeah, heart, a bunch awesome. of stars. I love this podcast. <laughs> awesome app for diabetics. So go check out that app. Yeah, share diabetics. us with all your diabetic friends. We are awesome for them. Yes. Uh, thanks, Adri Bergantz, for your music. Thank you so much. And remember to mm. do things that you don't always want to do. Yeah, I think, I think that's, that's a good one. Right? I think that's a really good one. Yeah, say yeah. yes. I had a long conversation. I was just at my aunt's wedding this weekend. Sadie, Sadie couldn't make it, and uh, we have an enormous, ginormous, bonormous family. There's so many of us. My mother is one of our mother is one of six, and the tessellation that comes from six kids, like the mm-hmm. all the little trees all of had people that come mm-hmm. off of that, is just incredible. And. Uh, we are very, very fortunate to come to just, it's surreal to me because Sadie and I didn't grow up with them directly. We lived in Indiana and they were mostly in Connecticut and the East Coast. And it's just a real trip to be around like 60 plus people who are just the sweetest, most loving, fascinating, interesting. It's just weird. Like, I don't think I'll ever really fully comprehend that that's my family. You know, it's weird, mm-hmm. but... My dad didn't want to go. It was hard for me to get there. Sadie wasn't able to go, and I'm just so fucking glad I went. And my dad and I kept talking about, you know, he's just not somebody who does well with transitions, and neither am I, neither mm-hmm. is Sadie, and especially once life happens and 
shit's hard and expensive and you should always try to do the things that you don't want to do. But mm-hmm. our I, cousin Ashley and I, who cousin, Ashley lives in Guatemala in like the middle of nowhere by a lake with her gorgeous boyfriend and like they're just off on this like life of adventure. And she just kept saying, I just keep saying yes and it just keeps getting better. And is this how it works? I'm, we're 20 years older than her. And mm-hmm. Is it just going to, is this just, is is that how it works? If I just keep saying yes, it's just like it feels like it's just going to keep getting better because it can't. I was like, yeah, it's weird. But I feel the same way. I keep feeling like it's going to run out or something, but it doesn't. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. say, keep saying yes. Do things you don't want to do. Yep. You will be rewarded. Life is yeah. fucking wild, you guys. So Absolutely. I had a, a conversation with a friend of mine who, she and I are very similar in the ways of like, rather be a homebody, go to bed mm-hmm. early. Mm-hmm. And she got tickets to go see Ludacris and Janet Jackson over last week. And she was like, I don't, I really just don't want to go. It's just so yeah. much effort. And she has yep. two kids, my kids' ages. And she's like, they're going to be up late and they have a babysitter. And like all that, she was speaking the way that I speak in my head all the yes. time. And I was like, I feel you. I said, but I think that once you get there, you're going to be really happy you went. And so the next morning I texted her and was like, how was it? And she was like, oh my God, it was the best night ever. And she was like, I didn't even care that I didn't get home until like after midnight and that my kids yeah. stayed up late. And she was like, it was so worth it. And it was just a reminder, like being like my anxiety, being under control and being medicated for ADHD allows me to have the mental space to do things that normally would just shut me down. Yeah, um, but it's just a reminder to like go out and do. Yep. go ahead and say yes. Try it because oftentimes once you make that transition into the thing you don't really want to do, then you're so glad you did. Yeah, it's really true, and that's I've yeah. been really pushing myself to do that more because there's just been so many years of my life that I've held space for things that didn't feed me. You know, like work mm-hmm. mostly. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like too afraid to schedule things because I have a job that if something if work shows up I can't say no because right. you never know when work's going to show up and so I'm just not going to do that anymore you know I've been really forcing myself to make plans for myself to like do mm-hmm. things that I want to do for myself even if they sound hard or expensive or complicated or anxiety inducing and it's really working <laughs> it's really yeah. fucking working and yeah yeah it's going to make me cry some more I've just been crying for no four days but yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's, I think it's, Annie listens right to the podcast. I don't know. If I she think still she does, does too. Well, congratulations, yeah. Annie. I'm so sorry I wasn't able to make it, but I was definitely there in spirit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You deserve yeah. all the happiness and love in your life. We're so happy for you. And turns out we just have it like buckets and truckloads of it. We're <laughs> so lucky. So fucking you lucky. We're so lucky. Yes. So, love you, family. Love you, love guys. You, uh, love you, the love rest you, of you who of are family. not biologically in the family, but are <clears throat> very much in the family. We're so grateful for you, and we'll we you say yes time. to you every week, and we will continue to do so. Thank you for saying yes to us. <laughs> we'll see you real soon. Goodbye. See you real soon. We love you. Goodbye. We love you. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.